Hey, we made it to Friday. <laughs> Let's go. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Friday, November 17th, 2021, and this, oh no, 19, holy shit, and this is episode number 371. It's a lot of episodes. Barry on Deck, as always, welcome to the program. Barry on Deck brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you've been injured in an accident, do yourself a solid, do yourself a favor, cover your back, cover your six, put this number on your phone, 713-913-GO-AP, or log on to APLawGroup.com, get the help you need, don't get bullied by the insurance companies. Get the AP Law Group. Big firm results, small firm attention. Let's go. All right. Hey, welcome to the program. It is a Friday. Boy, I am glad it's Friday. Uh, really weird, rough week. I hope your week was better than mine. Um, just a busy, busy time. And I feel like you ever had a week where you're busy, but you don't feel like you get shit done? Like, I feel like everybody's needed my attention or needed something from me and, and, and it's caused work, but I just don't feel like I'm getting anything done. You know, you know what I'm saying? Y'all get that? Um, I'm excited about the show today, though. We've got, we're going to cover some NFL week 11. Maybe talk a little college football. There was some pictures floating around yesterday that had Astros Twitter shook and Astros fans shook. It shouldn't be a surprise, so we'll get to that. But joining me at hour number two, I'm very excited to have my guest on the show today. He joined us. Ah, when was the last time he joined us? I don't even, I would have to go back on the YouTubes and look. Uh, yeah, Eric and Chris asking no Facebook today. There was a technical problem with the software in Facebook where it wouldn't log in. So I was unable to get the stream created for the show today. And that's partly what I was fighting with up until 11.05 when we started. Is it wouldn't, it wouldn't, Sean said I finally remembered it was 11. Thank you, buddy. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't log into Facebook to fire it up. So I got to figure out what's going on. It might just be the Facebook API or something going on there. So unfortunately, no, um, no, uh, no Facebook stream today. You're just stuck with the YouTubes. I'm sorry. It'll be that way. I'm going to be honest with you, and I've threatened this before. I'm looking for my, uh, I'm looking for, let's see, Donnie Houston. When was the last time Donnie was on the show? What the hell is that? That's not even close. What on earth? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on around here? 
Donnie Houston joined us. Episode number 76. We are at 371 today. Almost 300 episodes to the day. That was back. When did that drop? When did that when did that get released? I don't even know what day that was. Holy cow, it's been a minute since we talked to my guy Donnie Houston. But he's done some really cool things. He's made some really cool moves. Um so it's gonna be a cool hour number two. Remember last time he was on? Last time he was on, it was when that that one chick went viral for being like, Oh, this is so great that people invented slowed and reverb. And he was like, ma'am. People didn't invent that. You just so she got a bat. She got she caught backlash, and Donnie brought her on her podcast. Brought her on his podcast, and they talked about it. And he educated her. And I was fascinated by the whole story and how Donnie handled it so professionally and so well. So we'll uh, we'll revisit that. Yeah, seventy six would have been the summer of twenty twenty. Very early in this show, you figure if we do five a week, we were cranking out five a week, right? 20 a 20 a month that's what four months in pretty early on in the show we've grown quite a bit and shrunk quite a bit i want to tell you what i just want to comment on one thing my mic seems a little hot here i want to comment on one thing and then we're gonna move forward yesterday really shook me uh to my core and i i didn't expect that to happen when I watched that Zach Stacy video, now that I've had time to process it and and think about it, it was just so live and so raw. Um, it really bothered me to watch that video, and I, I don't know why. I mean, we've all unfortunately been exposed to videos similar to that, but for some reason, that one just it got me it got to me and i was i was glad to see that there were other people on twitter and social media that 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 shared in that feeling they were like i've never seen or felt anything that evil or awful or whatever i don't know why it shook me to my core like it did but it did and i'm not just saying that to be overly dramatic i mean it um and i'm gonna put this out in the universe right now and i'm not i'm not I, I, I unfortunately cannot make a promise, but I, I, I sat there. I had a long, what's up, Paul? I had a long drive yesterday to Beaumont, which we'll talk about that show as well. White women should never be allowed at a comedy show. We'll get to that. But I had a long two hour plus drive to Beaumont to think about the Zach Stacy video. I, I don't know her name and I hate to give him the, credit nonetheless um I, I i don't know why it bothered me the way that it did i i've never i don't think i've ever been in seven eight years of radio and and another year and a half of this i don't think i've ever been that um i don't think i've ever needed a break in the middle of a discussion or anything it was pretty it was a pretty Pretty awkward and, and new and weird feeling for me to have live on air in front of a group of people. But what I did do is as I thought about it while I was driving. I think I want to do more. I want to be better. I want to help more. And I'm like, well, what can I do? 
and and I feel like as a man, one, I need to educate myself more on the topic of domestic violence. And uh, on my Twitter, Holly was nice enough. What's up, Cece? She said, was it Deanna? I don't know. No, it wasn't Deanna. You're hilarious. No, it wasn't Deanna that was the the white girl. No, that's funny. Um, but I want to educate myself. Kristen Evans is her name. Thank you, Chris. Um, and I want to be better. So I'm not, I'm thinking of ways to do that besides just learning and reading and watching and, and talking to people. But I'm thinking about maybe starting a new podcast that has the aim of not not shaming men because I think last night on my Twitter I saw some people lashing out when things that I said and I was like you know what I feel like there's got to be some dialogue here but it's got to be educational but I, I think uh, I think I think I, I just I don't know what to do I don't know I just I just know I want to do something I'll tell you I'll be honest with you and this is just me being 100% honest with you guys and we're going to move on we're going to get to the fun of the show today I promise you that but I just needed to say this not since I read the book To Kill a Mockingbird has something moved me like this. When I I, I was just rolling along in my uh, everyday, young, protected, sheltered, privileged, <laughs> Caucasian life. And then I read To Kill a Mockingbird. And that changed me and my life and my perspective on the world forever. So this was that moment for me as an adult. And, and when I read To Killing Mockingbird, it changed a lot of the relationships in my life. It changed the trajectory and the path of my life. And I'm not saying that I see this happening, but I'm telling you not, not since I read that book has something moved me internally like watching that video. So stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just stay tuned and I'll figure something out. All right, let's get to this. Let's let's have some fun today. Uh, greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next hour or so. My girl, the queen, she's back. Shelby, the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. First in the chat, first super chat, first like. Shelby reclaims her throne after Eric Resendez and everybody else. Was knocking her off. She's finally got some free time. She's been GTSS for sure. Shelby, sweetie, appreciate you being here early. Appreciate you all being here early, by the way. Uh, a lot of you remembered it was 11 o'clock start time. Very nice. I like. Uh, a lot of you showed up early, and I appreciate that. I see uh, Aaron was second. Ooh, you almost had it. I got you a dollar. Uh, Chris Reyes was early. Um, Gregory Vega Jr. Bro, I hadn't seen you in a hot ass minute, man. Good to have you in the chat, man. Thanks for being here. Justin Swinford is here. Alan Denson and Total Dallas and Eric Resendez all rounded out the first page of the Chiz at the chat. Lisa, uh, the real real Uzi is here. Oh, we got a weather update. Holy shit, I'm excited. Current conditions of BiffNet World Headquarters 55 degrees, dew point 28 degrees. Sunny skies, 100% chance of getting weird today. Oh, we're going to have fun today. John Dory is here and Cece showed up. Uh, she's all the way in KC. 
which is awesome for the Cowboys game. Joe Pro in the chat early. I dig it. I love it. What's up, buddy? Tony Garza is here. Mr. Handsome. He said, I'm here early for the 2 p.m. show. You shut your whore mouth. There is no 2 p.m. Danny Dan. What's up, dude? Dan finally able to watch live. I dig it. Cisco is in the building. Uh, no helicopters today. That's good to know. Fidel is here. Alex Villanueva. Jen. Gang's all here. Let's see. That's two pages in. Uh, one more. I remember I used to just roast and scroll through the chat. Uh, let's see. Yuri Villanueva. What up, dude? Robert likes beer. The king is here. The king is here. All right. Now, let's talk about crazy white girls at comedy shows. What's up, Perry? What's up, Slinky? Uh, let's talk about Ben. What's up, dude? Hi, Pappy. John, John Garza said, my phone notified me when you came on. Nice, I like. Um, and Slinky, we'll get to that. I'm going to add your question or your chat comment to the queue, so hang in there. But I got to tell this story about my hell gig last night. Oh, my God, I bombed so hard. Bombed so hard, motherfuckers want to find me. Holy shit, last night was bad. So I had a gig in Beaumont with Suntran, friend of mine, friend of the show. And I drove all the way to Beaumont to do a show for 24, 25, maybe max people at a tequila bar. What's up, Cherry? Uh, white women should not be allowed at comedy shows. Hear me out. Now, there are hecklers in all races and genders. Just like there are all different kinds of snakes, right? Some snakes look vicious, but they're not. Some snakes freak you out because just because they're a snake, it's not bad. Some snakes won't harm you. They just wanna, they just wanna be in your area. Some snakes are are are, are predatory on other things, right? There's a there's a there's a lot of different kinds of snakes out there. There are a lot of different kinds of hecklers and comedy fans out there. White women are the worst. Last night, usually when I get heckled, to excuse my nose, itch, somebody's talking shit about me. Some, somewhere, a female comedian is doing a podcast or a show on sports, and she's talking about how white men are the worst comedians ever. Actually, yeah, that's probably what it is. There's probably like a Karen uh, doing a show. She's like, I went to this comedy show last night. This guy sucked so bad. Ugh. He didn't even, not one time did he say get her done. Ugh. He didn't do any mama jokes. Trust me, all this came up last night. So I get to the venue. It's a tequila bar in Beaumont. The staff is wonderful. The place looks great. And I'm ready to start the show. I'm going first, doing 45 minutes. I go on stage. Not a stage, by the way. Just an area in the tequila bar. There's two speakers and a microphone. And I'm standing flat foot on tile. It's bright as fuck out. All the TVs are on with the football game. There's a TV behind me on with the football game on. If there's one thing I know. Yes, Incarnate, that is correct. If there's one thing I know. It's that if you're trying to do a fucking live show. What you don't want is a TV on behind you with something else on. Like, say, a football game that now everyone is going to watch and you're just in the way. Now, I will remind you that everybody paid tickets to be at this show. Okay? 
So there's a table of white women, which is a gaggle of white women. I don't know. A murder of white women. I don't know what you what do you call a group of white women? I, I, it's either a gaggle or a murder. Joe Pro says, so you're not going to record your special in Beaumont. No, ne- no. I would quit comedy if they were like, look, the only option you have is you record your, your first comedy album in, in Beaumont or you don't record it. I'd be like, I'll tell you what, I'll just quit comedy. How about that? I'll just, I'll just quit comedy. Is it a flock of white women? A gaggle? I don't know. It's whatever. <sighs> And I can tell because they're super chatty and they're blah, 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 blah. Girl, click, click, cheers. Okay. Talk it up. I go up to start the show. It's a weird introduction. I wasn't even ready. The lady says we're starting at 7.15 at 17, at 7.13 because I have to get my phone ready. See, like what you don't know is when I do my show, I'm super weird. I'm going to show you some inside baseball, right? So I, I, I get, I have to get stuff ready. Uh, because I do things a certain way. I'm kind of I'm kind of anal about how I do my shows. All right, and I'm also uh, super forgetful. You guys know that, and uh, I also have this irrational fear of forgetting my sets. So here's a, here's a prime example of how I do this. Right, so I get my phone ready, I put my set list on my phone. And then I get my recorder and I walk on stage and I hit record and I set my phone down. And now I have my jokes that I'm supposed to do. I have my timer. It's being recorded in case I say something hilarious that I want to capture later. And uh, and so then I, I get, you know, and I'm good to go. Well, at 713, as I'm beginning to prepare this for the stage, she goes, all right, y'all give it up for Barry Laminac. I was like, what the, I'm sitting at the bar. I'm like, oh, shit. So I scramble up there and I, I don't have my timer, which now I feel all off and crazy and weird. I've at least got my set list and I start off and I immediately the, the two white women up front start talking. Oh yeah, it's, 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 I love comedy. Like, okay, no one asked you. Oh, but I just make it about me. Make it about me. It's all about me. Here they go. White women have to be the center of attention at a comedy show. Not all white women, by the way. I just want to point out. If, if you're a white woman and this upsets you, this is probably aimed at you. If you're a white woman and you're, if you're a white woman and you're like, this is ridiculous. It's not aimed at you. Just be clear. Cause I'm sure just like, you know, when I talk anything socially, I lose followers. I'm sure I'm going to lose some white women. I'm sure some white women are going to close out the show. Unfollow me on Twitter and Pinterest. So they want to talk. <laughs> Joe Bros, I feel like you met my sister last night. They want to talk. And so I'm engaging with them because look, it's it's a weird it but now the problem is is once you engage with a gaggle of white women, they're not going to stop engaging back with you now because now they think it's their show. <gasps> oh my god, I'm getting so much attention and this feels so good. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It sounds like the people in the chat talking about Die Hard to get attention. Ah, <laughs> uh, the accuracy in Fidel's chat message. Um, so 
I, basically, I'm like, okay, ladies, after about five to ten minutes of them talking, I'm like, uh-huh. every time I do a joke, they have a comment. And then they, do, and I was finally like, okay, ladies, listen, I appreciate you being here. I just need you to shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I've asked you a couple times, be quiet. Stop trying to make this show about you. And this is how I am. If you've ever been to a show, if you know me, if you, I'm pretty much, I'll give you a lot of leeway. Yeah, don't feed the stray cats is a great way to put it. But once we get to the point where I've nicely asked you to stop talking several times, then there comes that line where I'm like, okay, I just need you to shut the fuck up now. And and I have more than one occasion told someone that from the stage. I just need you to shut the fuck up or get the fuck out. Like I've said that in Tulsa. I did it at my home club all the time. It's just a, a matter of being a comedian. So I finally get to the point where I'm like, Listen, ladies, I just need you to stop talking. But you, I was like, no, seriously, just shut the fuck up so we can get on the show. No one else wants to hear you talk. They all paid for a comedy show. Well, I have never. Well, maybe you should, okay? Um, so this one lady says, well, this is a divorce party. And she's one of the ones that won't shut the fuck up, that's making it all about her. And she's drunk. And I wanted so I so I'm the first comic because I'm I'm doing 45 and then Sun Train is following me and he's doing 45 headlining the show. It's not my show. It's Sun's show. I'm just along for the ride and the cash. Yeah, clutches pearls. Well, I have never been so denigrated, desecrated, and dis- demoralized in my whole life. So I can't say what I want to say. Now, I'm going to share some things with you in the next three to five minutes that are probably going to make you, uh, th- th- that are probably going to appall you. But this is what happens. This is what I think of when I'm on stage. Because at this point, if you're talking this bad, if you're just, if you have basically devolved into a Karen, which, fuck, I forgot to get the video of them going on, that white woman going on stage. Nonetheless. Some mean things pop into my head. Like, and I'm not, some of it I'm not proud of. Okay. I have told one man to fillet his son, which prompted him to want to wait for me for an hour after the show to murder me. I have said some very mean things from the stage. And and it's not that I mean them. It's just in order for you to shut up. Call of Duty mean things. Oh, no, no, no. Those are just Call of Duty mean things are just like curse words, just like random crazy curse words. I'm talking like, okay, I'm going to say this. Now, I'm not proud of this. I didn't say this, and I would have never said, I, I might have said, had I drank, I probably, I would have said it, okay? I But I wouldn't have meant it. I just want to point that out. Now, I, I, I just want to point out this is super duper mean that I'm about to tell you. Don't cancel me, internet, okay? But this lady won't shut the fuck up. She's it, she says it's a she goes it's a divorce party. So I'm trying to like engage and get them to call. So I'm like, oh well, who who, you know, oh you're divorced. And she goes, yeah. And what I can say is, well, I see why. I want to leave your ass right now. Like I literally wish we would divorce and you would walk the fuck out. Like I wish you would just leave me right. Like I just I wanted to tell her I understood why she was single and lonely. I get it. Whoever that man is, I'd like to buy him a drink. Uh, You're an awful person, and I wouldn't want to be married to you. But I didn't say that. And that's not the worst thing I thought of 
while I was on stage. I just can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. This is probably going to get me canceled. I'm going to have to delete this episode. Some of you are going to save it, and that's okay. But I didn't say it, so it doesn't count, right? I mean, I know I'm going to say it now, but I didn't say it then. This is really bad. This is super bad. So then she's, so I, I'm mean to them. I tell them to shut the fuck up and then they pout. And then the one lady's on her phone and she's like, I'm not paying attention to you. And I was like, ma'am, you're on your phone. This is so fucking rude. She's like, well, if you would say something that's funny. Now this isn't the divorce lady. This is just the white lady that needs attention up front. And she's like, oh, she's just on her phone. I was like, really? You're just on your phone. Just disrespecting me like that right here. You're in the front row. She's like, well, if you would say something that was funny, I was like, oh, holy shit. Well, I'm sorry. I haven't said anything that you think is funny. Eight years of tried and true material that fucking kills everywhere else except the fucking tequila bar with a gaggle of Karens at a fucking table in Beaumont at fucking eight o'clock at night. Tell me, Karen, what's your favorite comedian? Who is it? She was like, Oh, and the fucking divorce drunk Karen goes, Larry, the cable guy. And I was like, well, fuck your honor. The defense rest. I fucking rest my case. Your favorite comedian is Larry, the cable guy. And you can't understand why I haven't said anything that's funny to you. Do I just need to stand up here and go, hey, man, get her done. Come on, get her done. Get her done. <laughs> that is so creative and smart. What a genius. <laughs> Basic bitches, man. I'll tell you. So now I'm half mad and half thoroughly entertained that her favorite comedian is Larry the Cable Guy. And this is the standard to which I'm being held. And then the other white girl goes, no, 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 no. My favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle. I was like, oh, you're so woke. And she was like, yeah, are you mocking me? It's like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I 100%, 100% I am mocking you, Karen. 100%. So then she's like, well, you just, uh, I like, I like your mama jokes. I was like, what the fuck is that? She was like, I love the living color. I miss it. Cause they're your mama jokes. I was like, when did a living color do your mama jokes? I don't remember that anyways. So they, <laughs> I should have ripped the sleeves off my shirt. Be like, let's go. <laughs> you ever been out there? You know, you know, what's up, Terrence? Buddy, I know your GTSS. This is the season for GTSS. Half the chat right now is GTSS. My heart goes out to all of you. I got to finish the story. We're running out of time here. We got a birthday to get to. Shit, I got so much to do. So anyways, long story short, they won't shut the fuck up. I'm aggravated. The crowd is miserable. No one's having a good time. I'm bombing. I'm trying to get laughs when I can. I chastise the lady for being on her phone. And then uh, they, you know, they remind me it's a divorce party. And then at some point, I guess to make me feel bad because I'm fucking with them and picking on them and talking shit about them. The one lady goes, well, I just want you to know I'm a cancer survivor. Let me tell you what my thought was when she said that. It's like, ma'am, I understand that you're only telling me that because you're trying to curry favor um, either with the crowd or me or both. You're trying to make me feel bad 
for what I have done to you by telling you to stop talking during my job so that the people that paid good money to watch this show can enjoy it. And now that you have been called out and embarrassed and shamed publicly because no one gives a fuck that you're having a divorce party, you got to you got to take getting attention to the next level. You're like, "Oh, really? You don't feel sorry for me for a divorce?" Let's see. It's almost like she's playing attention uno, right? Like she or attention poker. And she's like, "Well, I got divorce." Uh, and I got cancer. That's a pair, right? That's like a, a straight flush in attention poker, a, a divorce and cancer. Well, let me just, I'm all in, I'm all in. And let me explain to you what goes through my mind. And I almost said this and I did not for two reasons. One, because I didn't want to ruin the room for Sun Tran. And two, because I'm not that mean of a person, but I probably in the right environment would have said this. She goes, well, I'll have you know, I'm a cancer survivor. And then she literally looks around and I wanted so badly. And this, the only thought that popped into my head was I wish cancer would have won. And I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it because it's not okay. It's not okay for a lot of reasons. And I literally, when she said it and looked around and the rage in my mind fucking boiled up, I stepped forward and I went, and I stopped myself and I said, let me not say what I was about to say because I don't want to get canceled and I don't want this show to come to a grinding halt. All I will say is congratulations on beating cancer. Can we go back to the show? I wanted so bad just to say it, not because I meant it, not because I wished her dead. I just wanted to ruin her attention grab. I just wanted to ruin her moment of, look at me. And the best way to do that would be to root for cancer, would be to be like, oh man, damn it. You beat cancer, boy, I wish cancer would have trained harder. Or would, I don't know, like just, I don't, it's so mean. It is so awful. But this is where white women push me. So that was my night. That is the life of a road dog comedian. That is that is where I'm at. It was miserable. It was awful. But I loved hanging out with my buddy son, Tran. So there's my road story. I was mean. I wanted to be meaner. White women should never be allowed at a comedy show. It, I don't know. All right, let's get to some sports. Titles. I can't believe we're doing sports at 1135. Good thing you didn't say it, maybe. I mean, I wanted to. If it wouldn't have been, if I would have been the headliner at the last night of the club, or I probably would have said it. I probably would have said it. What up, Bernard? <laughs> Alan said, I would have said it and immediately gotten pinched by Karen. Yeah, I know. I know. It's awful. It's awful. It was awful. Um, all right. So here's your sports headlines of the day. The Browns have activated Chubb off the COVID-19 list. So that's good news. Hey, speaking of the COVID-19 list, uh, Antonio Brown has allegedly got a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. I wanted to talk about this for a second. A lot of he said, she said going on about this. And apparently his chef is the one that broke the news that Antonio Brown isn't vaccinated. It was fake. He's got a card. 
We don't know what's the truth here, but this is the text message thing that was leaked. Now, here's what I want to bring up. Where's lunch? LOL. I'm on my way back. Are you coming tomorrow? Yes, I am. Do you know what the schedule like is tomorrow? AB going to the gym at eight. Come early, please. What time should I do breakfast? Be ready for seven. Okay, sounds good. Can you get the COVID cards? I can try. Johnson and Johnson shot. AB said he would give you $500. Now, the damning thing about this is one, these things could be faked. Anybody can take a screenshot, replace the text with their own text and make it look real. So it's really hard to rely on that as solid evidence. Oh, I almost spilt my coffee. The other thing is, it's not all that damning. Can you get the COVID cards? I don't know what that means, but Johnson and Johnson, AB said he would give you 500. Now, the implication is, is that this was them trying to get the fake cards. This could also mean that Antonio Brown needs everyone in his circle to get vaccinated and get their cards. Because in order to play in the NFL, you, you, you don't want to get COVID and you want the people around you to be vaccinated. So this very well could be a conversation that took place. Hey, I need all y'all to get vaccinated. I'll pay you to do it. But I need you all to go get vaccinated so you don't mess me up, get me COVID. And now I'm missing games and having to, having to uh, miss out on game checks. It's very well what that could be. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying there's enough reasonable doubt here if this were a court of law that I don't think that this text message thread would hold up for several reasons. Yeah, P. Jones said his car can be verified as an easy check. I really think it is. By the way, speaking of that, there's like a there's an app out there that uh, will do your, it's called Verifier. And it will it'll keep track of your 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 vaccination card and stuff. It's pretty interesting. I need to I need to get to it. Um, but that was that A B story. Pretty interesting. Uh, we'll see where that goes. China says they're not aware of the Ping Shua Ping Shui situation. Bullshit. You're not aware of a story that the whole world has been talking about, yet somehow in China with all the technology and people and everything else, you're not aware of it. If you don't know, Ping Shui came out and accused a uh, member of the Communist Party, a high-ranking official in the Communist Party of rape and sexual assault. And then she disappeared. And we're all just supposed to sit back and pretend like this didn't happen. A, a two-time Wimbledon champ, a four-time Olympian, or three-time Olympian, comes out with allegations, or I'm sorry, Wimbledon in 2013, French Open in 2014, comes out with allegations of sexual assault, impropriety, rape, and now we're like, oh no, she just disappeared just because there's no way that the communist regime, with a horrible track record, a horrible track record of human rights. There's no way that they would do some nefarious shit to a woman accusing someone in their party of sexual assault. It's awful. I think that we need to be doing more. Um, this is the kind of shit that on an international level needs to be made a point. Like uh, this, this, there's a, there's, there's, and, and Biden is talking about, he is considering a diplomatic boycott of the games. 
And I just don't think that's enough. I just don't think that's enough. I think by we put up with way too much shit from China. One, because they're big. Two, because they make a lot of our shit. By the way, I see Flip in here bragging. Flip, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a dick, but I hope you're I hope you're you're lying. I hope you're just saying that for attention. I really hope that you're just saying this for attention because having a fake a fake vax card is just tell people you're not vaccinated, but to lie about it and then possibly be carrying it and it's just it's not a good look, man. Not a good look. I wouldn't go bragging about it. I mean, I'm not impressed. That's for sure. I hope that was just a joke. Um, I, I, I just, I think that, you know, far too long, we've let China just get away with their bullshit. They're awful. The, the way they treat the, the Hong Kong situation. I think it's the, the Uyghurs, um, people. It's, uh, I think I think I think we need to do more. And 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 this is going to be I'm sure something that a lot of you guys disagree with. But Biden is considering a diplomatic boycott of the games in China, which means that none of our diplomats go, but our athletes do. None of the people none of our, you know, elected officials or appointed officials would go to the games. They would boycott it, but our athletes would. I don't think we should send our athletes. I think it sends the wrong message that hey, listen, we're okay with it enough that we would come and participate in games and, 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 and pretend like nothing's happening in your country. I just think it sends the wrong message. I think that now is a great time. Now is the perfect time, especially with the Ping Shui, Ping Shui situation. Now is the perfect time to send the message that, hey, we're not going to stand for this shit anymore, China. You can't just go around and make women disappear because they accuse somebody in your in your in the Communist Party of sexual assault. That's just not going to be okay. And China, let's be real, they're awful, awful. So I think we need to be do more. A lot of people say, ah, but you know these athletes they train so hard and this and that. I get it, I get it. But what's more important that the United States step up and be the world leaders we're supposed to be? And be the compassionate country we're supposed to be? Or the fact that somebody trained for the last two years for downhill. And damn it, they want to race. I don't know. I just think sometimes priorities need to be adjusted. Just That's my opinion, though. I know it's probably not popular. Uh, Shelly Otani unanimously crowned the AL MVP. Philly superstar Bryce Harper wins his second career MVP. Uh, one with the Natties, one with the Phillies. And I don't know if you're watching basketball. But Steph is on fire right now. Steph might be the hottest player in the NBA. The I saw somebody say Steph Curry's the best player on the planet, hands down. Let's not go best, but certainly you could convince me that he's the hottest right now. Uh, but he went off last night for 40 in a win, got a bum hip, got a bad wheel, uh, still out there balling so hard. Uh, so yeah, just just uh just something to keep in mind there. Okay, now. A couple things, a couple house cleaning things. Um, I got to thank you guys for the $5 Fridays. You guys coming through in the clutch as usual. And I love you to death for it. I appreciate it so much. Uh, but several of you have sent a $5 Friday. And I love you. Thank you. It keeps the show rolling. Keeps me energized. 
Uh, Jen sent a $5 Friday, and I'm telling her she doesn't need to because she works here. She said Friday, and you can't tell me what to do. Jen, I love you. Uh, Cece sent a $5 Friday all the way from the great state of Kansas, and that she's out in KC, or is it Missouri? I don't know which. Where's KC? What side is the stadium in? She said, go Cowboys. Sylvia! <laughs> Sylvia sent a $5 Friday. She's a happy, fancy $5 Friday. Catch you on the replay. Thank you, sweetie. Katie! My girl, Pingo Katie, sent one. She said, can't listen, but didn't forget you. I love you, boo-boo. And PP Dub sent a $5 Friday. Thank you, buddy. Alex Villanueva sent a $10, $5 Friday. He said, happy Friday. Keep the grind alive. Money don't sleep. We got your back as a staff record label and as a crew. Have a great weekend. Always appreciate you, Alex, and your messages on Friday. I look forward to them. And then I got one more $5 Friday so far. And it is from Lisa. The real, real. And Lisa sent a $5 Friday. And she said, it's my birthday. It will be a great day. Now, I mentioned earlier, we're all GTSS. I know Lisa is GTSS. But I also know that it is her birthday and we're not drinking this early. We're not. But I want to say happy birthday to one of the real ones out there. Lisa, I love you to death. Thank you so much for your support and being a part of this community and being an integral part of this community. We love you to death. I hope you have a fantastic and wonderful birthday. I really do. I hope you get roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into, Lisa. I love you, boo-boo. Happy birthday. Cheers. Ah, that coffee hits different. Okay. Uh, by the way, um, if you want, I think it's on the Discord, but post it in there, Lisa. Put your Venmo I know, or PayPal. I know that the... The deckheads like to uh, take care of their own. So we love you, boo-boo. Okay. Uh, what do we want to get to? We've got 15 minutes left. Don't forget hour number two. Hour number two. Amanda! What Amanda said, what does GTSS mean? So Amanda, uh, we are a large and wonderful community. And a lot of us are uh, living our life the best we can. But a lot of us are going through some shit. You know, we've got deckheads that are dealing with uh, sick kids or maybe they're fighting cancer or other relationship problems or life issues. They're battling depression. They're battling all these things. So sometimes they'll they'll hit me to it and say, hey, just want to let you know, man, I'm struggling with this or that and I'm not going to be around right now and this, that and so we just acknowledge the fact, and it's okay to acknowledge the fact that a lot of us are going through some shit. And sometimes you just need a a, a shout out or a hug or a, a high five and just a pat on the back and just tell yourself to keep going, Amanda. And so when we have folks that are going through some shit like Terrence or others, we acknowledge it and uh, let them know that I'm here for them. The deckheads in the community are here for you and them and and if ever you need any of us, you reach out. And it's what we do, man. It's what we do. We help each other. More than anything, that's what we do. So that's what it is. GTSS. Going through some shit. Happy birthday to Lisa. Now, this this next thing, this next item, this next picture had Houston shook yesterday. This is a picture of Carlos Correa. And A.J. Hinch having a breakfast that turned into lunch, you say. People freaked out unnecessarily. Listen, 
the rumors have been swirling and the rumors have been abound that Carlos Correa was interested in going to the Tigers for a very long time. For a very long time. A.J. Hinch still has ties to Houston, probably still lives here. Correa lives here. I mean, for goodness sakes, these guys won a World Series together. These guys have been through wars together. The guy, Carlos Correa came up under A.J. Hinch as and became a really good big leaguer under and because of A.J. Hinch. There's, there's a lot of love between these two based on their past and their history. So this should not have been a surprise. I think people freak out because they, they're told Carlos Correa could be a Detroit Tiger. A.J. Hinch is at the Tigers. They would love to get the band back together and play for each other again. This, that, and the other. And people like process it as fans. We process it. We're like, okay, yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. But then when you see a picture of it, you're like, what? <laughs> it's okay. Like we knew this already. People were going nuts. And then at first, I'll be honest with you. When I saw the picture that was originally tweeted, I was like, bro, that don't look like AJ Hinch at all. That literally could be Carlos Correa's butler. That could be his that could be his cook. That might be his chef. Maybe they're talking about getting him a fake Vax card. I don't know. That's supposed to be an ugly cry. Flip, that's the whole point. Way to way to put it on the nose. <laughs> I like when you, I like I love when you guys point out the joke. Like, man, Barry just made an ugly cry. Maybe maybe that's because Anyways, I just want to I want to I want to ask the city of Houston to maybe 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 chill out. You know what you should be upset about? As if you saw Carlos Correa and on the other side of that table was Aaron Boone. Now we rage. But that's AJ Hinch. We knew that. We knew that. We knew this. Not saying it's a done deal, but I know there are people that are trying to report that, but I, it very much could be a done deal. Yeah, and Carton said I saw someone on Twitter saying ninety nine number and had something to do with JJ Watt. No, that's just people trying to be funny. Uh, that's everybody doing the same joke. If you see on the table tent, the number ninety nine is there, and a thousand people made the same joke about, oh, that means J.J. Watt's going to Detroit or they're going to recruit J.J. Watt or they're all bringing him back to Houston. And yeah, it was just a happenstance that 99 was the number for their order. What I want to know, what I'm curious about, what did they order? That's what I want to know. Danny Danson, pointing out and explaining jokes makes them so much funnier. I know because I'm a professional. Shut up, Dan. I got a goddamn chat full of white Karens up in this bench. Is that redundant saying white Karens? Are there black Karens? I guess there could be a black Karen. I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. So there's the, that, that had, that had, you know, Houston shook, but it's whatevs. Uh, by the way, it's, it's a long talk Friday. We've got seven minutes left in the show. If you uh, have a long talk question, you better get it in now. 
Yeah, number 99 sounds like a water burger. Yeah, that could be that too. 99% chance he's leaving. Now, see, that's a way better joke, Justin. That's a way better joke. Come on. I wish someone would have done that joke. Instead, I got to see the lame J.J. Watt returns joke. That was a much better, funnier 99 joke. Well done, my friend. Well done, indeed. What is over there? Oh, that's slow down, Pee-wee. That's where shit went off the rails yesterday with the mute button. I don't want to see a repeat of that again. Uh, why did that pop? Am I muted? No, I'm good. I can see the sound coming through. Uh, okay. Let's see. Do we have any? Oh, I did want to get to this. So there was this security guard. <laughs> I don't know how this popped up on my feed, but I want to get to this. The, somebody had a picture of this security guard. This is real life, folks. This is, oh, we have a long talk question real quick. Let's do the long talk question real quick. That's, that's real life. Uh, long talk. Do you make your own compost from table scraps? And if so, what do you use for it? I don't, I go and buy compost because I need too much. If you have like a small garden, if you're going to make your own compost, the best thing to do is use it as fertilizer and mulch and so forth for, uh, for your garden. I mean, to put it in your flower beds is a little much. Maybe you got a tree that you're trying to help grow. Maybe you got a, like a lemon tree or maybe you got like a lime tree or an avocado tree or maybe you're growing tomatoes, as my grandma would say, or onions or peppers. You can use that compost and put it in your garden. That's a good, that's a good, good, uh, good thing to do it for. Uh, so this, this is Harold L. Davis, also known as Dun Dun Dun. Agent Wolf. Oh, I don't think he howls though. I don't think he howls. <laughs> Matt said this blade reboots looking nice. This is, I know when I first wanted to get to this story, I was like, look at this equate dollar store blade looking ass security guard. So this is uh, Agent Wolf, aka Harold Davis, and he runs the Aghasts. LLC security company. This is real. So this is on a site called thumbtack.com. And this was the story of his security company. I am Harold L. Davis. I am also known as agent wolf. Oh, okay. He doesn't howl. I just, I want to do that. I would do that. If I was him, if I was him and I showed up, I'd be like agent wolf at your service. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Maybe not. Um, but it says I'm the owner and founder of a gas LLC armored guardian angels, secure transportation services, a gas. We at a gas are personal security experts, bodyguards, and bounty hunters. Uh, he's not like dog them. He's like pup, the bounty hunter. Uh, we strive to meet or exceed the expectations of our clients. It doesn't matter if we are protecting an individual or family or hunting down dangerous fugitives, uh, or training at the dojo. No, it doesn't say that. We place the satisfaction and safety for our clients above our own. God empowered us, us, he has us twice. God empowered us, us, with various opportunities, skills, and knowledge. Hold up, player. What? Hold up. God empowered us, us, with various opportunities, skills, and knowledge. Are you telling me that he's like, <laughs> Agent Wolf's like, no, fam, I don't train. 
I pray. Yeah, I don't need to train. I don't need to I don't need to go to the range to use my firearm. I don't need to go to the dojo to use this sweet ass sword I got. I don't need none of that. All I need is knowledge from God. That's it. That's it. That's that's my training regimen. I just I listen to God and I do what he tells me. And if God says pull my sword out, I pull my sword out. If God says shoot, I shoot. Because I've been blessed with opportunities from God, skills and knowledge. Uh, it says we use these gifts to serve our families, friends. What's up, Jesus? Uh, communities, country, and our world against all threats that may come. By the way, they take cash, check, credit card, Google Pay, PayPal, Samsung Pay, Square, and Cash App. <laughs> Yo, my man, I gotta move. I gotta move my my face. Let me move my face, cause my man, uh, we got lots. Oh no, I just moved the whole damn thing. Hold on, reset, reset. Uh, let me move the camera. Let's just put that in the middle there. Let's just uh, let's go up here. I don't want to be in the way of anything. We really got to break this down for a second, though, fam. And then I got to bounce because Donnie Hughes is gonna join me at at uh, an hour number two at noon, but. I love the knee pads. I just don't know why we have a sword and a knife. Bro, you got two guns. Why do you have two two cutting weapons? You've got a gun. You're done. What do you think is going to possibly happen where you would need to pull out a sword? Also, I saw somebody when this picture came up. They were like, boy, that mop bucket is safe. <laughs> what are you guarding? What are you doing? You out here bounty hunting? Bro, you can't move. Robo flop. Get out of here. The hell is that? <laughs> Yuri Ozil Best joke. No one else try. That's it. Best joke. He said, man, don't order your security from DH gate. <laughs> That's it. End of end of segment. See, as as a trained professional, you gotta know when there's no joke, it's gonna be better than that joke. That's the closer. That's it. All right, listen, we're going to bounce real quick. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Donnie Houston on the other side. We're going to catch up with him. So uh, stick around. Plenty more show uh, headed your way in hour number two. This is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Laminac. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, don't make me get Agent Wolf on that ass. You get back here. You get back to the show right now if you left during the break, as some of you do. I will not stand for this disrespect. Agent Wolf is coming for you. Uh, good times, man. Thanks for uh, hanging out with hour number one, hour number two uh, upon us. I'm looking forward to this. We haven't had this gentleman... Um, on the show since early on in this show's infancy it was uh i think we established it was episode number 76 which would have been about four months into this show's uh life that's a long time almost a year ago uh 300 and well almost 300 episodes later we do five a week so i'm looking forward to this um so yeah, no, sorry, no corner doing dope. We not not. I owe you one. I'll do it for you guys on Monday because because joining me right now on the program, my dude. Oh, I gotta get this thing off. Hold on, Donnie. That's disrespectful. I got my last guest information up there. Let me get this shit off. Can't have that. Uh, Donnie Houston on joining me on the program. What's up, dude? How are you, man? I'm chilling, man. What's going down, dude? Man, just you know, excited. Uh, Glad this week is over, man. You ever had one of those weeks where you feel like you did a whole bunch of shit and got nothing done? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I know you feel that more than most people do, man. I see I see what you're doing on a daily basis. I love keeping up with you. And uh you are you have really since we've talked almost a year ago, man, you've taken the Donnie Houston podcast to a whole new level, man. Talk about the journey that you've experienced since the last time you and I talked. Oh uh, man, when's the last time we talked? Uh, it was almost it was so so the way the reason I brought you on the show to begin with was uh that that chick that 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 came out with the slowed and reverbed comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw summer. it on yeah, I yeah. saw it go viral and I loved the way you handled it. You brought her on to your podcast, you educated her, you talked to her, you handled it. Like a chant, and I just I fell in love with the way that you handled the whole situation because a lot of people, you know how this shit goes, Donnie, and social media and this Wolfpack mentality and cancel. Let's get this bitch out. Let's cancel her. And you were like, no, no, no. Let's educate her. Let's just teach her so that she can go teach these other people <laughs> that don't know shit yeah. about this. <laughs> and uh, I love the way you. I was impressed with the way you handled it, man. I thought it was cool. So we did a show. We talked about it, and we talked about you know the. But since then, man. The Don Houston podcast has just exploded. Talk about it. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. The only thing I can say is just just being consistent, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything you see in regards to that podcast or, like, anything I do, it's all just the results of just being consistent, you know? So, that's that, really it, bro. It's, like, a, it's a great message. <laughs> you know, people ask me all the time, like, I want to start a podcast. I was even considering starting another show on top of this one and the other. I do two shows. I was like, you know what? I think what? But the thing you got to slow down and remember is this is when you're doing a show, whether it's a podcast or a live show, it is a, it is a marathon to the nth degree. Like, this is not something you're going to do three or five or ten episodes and be famous. This is not something you're going to do. Even when you get the biggest names in whatever industry you're in, I mean, the chances of that, you know, blowing you up and going viral just doesn't happen. You know this, man. Like, you know, it, it, the guests you get, I'm amazed at. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. These lands, all these guests. But you know it's just oh, that man, slow sure. and steady grind, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Like, it's just being consistent.
system, man. Like, they ask me, you know, I want to start a podcast. You know, what do I need to know? Well, I mean, after you just figure out what you want to talk about and equipment, just be consistent. You beat everybody. That's it. If if you're doing it once a I can, week, I can't. Go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm just, I, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've seen like start. You know what I'm saying? That yep. don't exist anymore. And that's no, you know, it just is what it is. That's what happens. Life happens, and you know, you get dedicated to other things, and other things take presidents, you know what I'm saying, over other things. It just is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Not making money for real, so, or real, real at all, in most cases, you know what I'm saying? That's a big it's, part it's of it. It's just about being consistent, bro. It is, you and know? that's what I tell people. If you're not going to stick with it for six months or a year and do it consistently, don't even start, because all that does is you go out, you see it all the time, you see people... I'm doing a show. I'm doing a podcast, and they get all their friends to like it and follow it, and go to the Facebook new the new Facebook page and all this shit. And everybody rallies around them, and then they don't they don't blow up. And three months in, they're like, "Oh, I, I quit that. I stopped doing that. That was too much work." Man, this is a multi year yeah. grind. Like you got to be in it for the long haul, or don't do it. That's a it's the best yeah. point. For real. Now, uh, do you? What yeah. was the lady's name? What was the chick's name that did the that, that you brought on your show? Do you remember her name? Yeah, Dev Lemons. Yeah, yeah, Dev, yeah. What happened to her? I haven't kept up with her. Have you? Do you guys stay in touch? Do you keep up with her? Yeah, I'm with Dev, man. She's she hella cool, man. Like you know that she ain't like I said. I still stand on it. Like she ain't mean any harm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she just was just misinformed, formed, and you know hella young and whatever, but. Now, Dev is doing her thing. She's uh she's actually really, really, really talented. Like she does music and shit. Outside of whatever she has going on TikTok, but like she does music really, really dope. So Nice. Uh you know, she's just she Now And she'll hit me up every now and then and, and like with some like Houston album, like, Hey, I love this <laughs> You know, you know, shit like that. So she's cool, man. She's still trying to grow and educate. I like that. Educate herself. Teach herself yeah. about I like it. I dig that. Now you're you're a performer, right? I mean you you are a DJ, you are a producer, you you you've been on stage. What's probably the biggest crowd you've performed for? What do you think? Uh man, maybe like thirty some thousand, whatever like not car crowds are. Okay, you're cutting out a little bit. I think you're. Are you on Wi-Fi? Your Wi-Fi might be acting up a little bit. Yeah, can you hear me? It's getting like it's it's like real choppy. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this. I want to make sure that. Uh, yeah, it's like super choppy. Try to try to disconnect and reconnect real quick if you can. Just bounce out, bounce back in. Use that same link. It'll uh, it'll come back. We'll let. Well, I don't want to miss. I don't want this interview to not be uh, to not be seen or heard. So if you can, yeah, just disconnect, reconnect. We'll get back. Let me tell you something. Thirty thousand people. I heard him say that. If you didn't hear him, uh, I asked him how many people you performed for. Thirty thousand people. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. I don't know. I don't know if I could tell people joke. I don't know if I could tell thirty thousand people jokes. I think I'd freak out. I think. I think I would literally lose my shit. <laughs> you have a kid flashbacks. At least you could hear him, right? Like you could hear him. <laughs> uh Jared said I remembered halfway through there was a show today. Yeah. No, we're not getting sitting on the corner doing dope while we wait. That we had to we had to bounce out early. We're not I'm sorry, incarnate. Maybe I'll close the show with it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, hopefully Donnie's uh, internet connection holds up. I I just didn't want this. We've done some interviews. I think it was Crystal where we had a whole interview where she did amazing 
and it was all like you couldn't understand it because of her 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 internet connection. So I don't want to repeat of that. We'll just reschedule if we need to. Um, okay, so I think he's back. I see him. We're good to go. Let's try it again. You there, Donnie? Yeah, how's it? Uh, let's see. It might hold up a little better. Um, so you were saying I asked you um, the the largest crowd you'd ever performed for. You said thirty thousand people. Yeah, like DJing, you know what I'm saying, with an artist or whatever, like probably like 30,000 at um, 97.9, when they, like the most, most magnificent part show or whatever. Oh, I remember. Do they still you know, do that? Like, I used to, I remember hearing those ads oh. all the time. I don't know, man. You know, with the pandemic, you know, it's the year. So, so yeah. I, this is uh, like 10 years ago, I'm talking about, like when I did it. I do. I remember, I swear I remember hearing those all the time. It was like I felt like the the Los Magnificos car show was like a like a Toyota thon. Like then some bitches never go away. Like you you ever watch TV? <laughs> like the toy bro, the Toyota thon's been going on since I was alive. Like when is this fucking Toyota thon gonna end? Like how long is a Toyota thon, man? <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing with that car show. I'm like, damn, this car show ain't never gonna end. Uh, okay, now let me ask. The first time you ever did a crowd that big, were you nervous? Were you were you were you scared? I mean, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? It's, that's yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You perform it. It's, it's, it's a natural, uh, natural thing, man. It's the first time, like yeah. Do you sure. do you have a do you have a ritual that you do before you go on stage? Anything that you do in particular? Like for me, I have to get my phone. I was talking about it today because I had a gig last night in Beaumont. I bombed doing comedy. These two white women wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up in the front row. I tweeted out: White women are the worst comedy uh, attendees in the world. They just shouldn't be allowed in a club. That's just, just period, <laughs> period. I almost wished uh, one of them died I, out, out loud, but I was like, no, I can't do that. But um, but that, do you have a ritual you go through before you go on stage? Uh, nah, I mean, nah, not really. Like, I have, like, a prayer usually before I, like, DJ. You know what I'm saying? If I'm doing, like, clubs and shit, but performing, not really. Not Let's really. Get out there. Is there. Are there headaches? Maybe there's, prayer there's, there's no hecklers in what you do. I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. I guess you could get booed. In music? Yeah, I mean, you get booed, but yeah, it ain't no, nobody's like, nah, nah, it's not really like, it's not like comedy. And I've done stand-up comedy, you know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not like that. It's not like comedy at all. Did you get heckled when you did it? Nah, I've done it a few times, man. Um, not Well, I have gotten heckled before. This was like a long time ago, yeah. Where where yeah. where were you when you did it? Was it uh was it like a club? This club was, uh, or was like a bar this show. Sam no, this was in college. This was uh, Sam Houston. It was back when I was in college. Oh yeah, college kids don't give a fuck. They'll heckle you too. Like, yeah. I, there's yeah. a there's a whole college circuit of that pays really well, but comedians hate doing it because it's like, especially nowadays, like bro, you can't go and do a college show. They give you a list of everything you can't talk about, like that's off limits, and that list is a mile long. You're like, you, you, no, no, like you basically can go up and talk about like your your pets, and that's it. But don't be mean to them because that's <laughs> pet abuse. Like it's it's ridiculous. I could see you, I could see that definitely going down. How'd you handle it when you got heckled? Did you did you did you freeze? Did you panic or did you like shut the fuck up? And keep uh, what did I do? I think I might have went back and forth for a little bit of stuff. Like this was hell long ago. You know what I mean? But yeah, we might have went like back and forth for a little minute. What made you get out of or stop doing stand up or have you? Are you still doing it? Man, the last time I did it was um it's crazy because it was Thanksgiving. Um Thanksgiving two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Thanksgiving two thousand seventeen. I went to Atlanta 
and uh, did the ATL Comedy Theater out there. Nice. And, you know, that was cool, man. It was cool. That's great, dude. Shit. You should do it more. How come you don't do it more? You just don't have time? I mean, with comedy, like, you got to really be dedicated to that. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, with the podcast, I DJ, I still produce. Like, it's just, I don't know. I haven't really just do it in the schedule. You know what I'm saying? That's really I feel it. that. I feel that. I feel that 100%. Uh, speaking of the schedule, I, I, I wanted to make a note to bring it up. Uh, the Contemporary Arts Museum of Houston, you did a live show there. That was pretty dope. Like you yeah, had a whole. Night. It was last night. Yeah. How did that go? What was it about? What to t- tell the people that, that didn't get to go or didn't know that it it was a thing? That's a pretty cool deal that you're doing now. You're taking the the history of hip hop and southern hip hop in Houston and taking it to the museums, t- taking it to the arts, taking it to people that may not be aware of the history of this. That's pretty dope, Donnie. I'll show you, man. Yeah, it was cool. We just had. A- um, we lost and Georgie, who are you know they're Mike Frost is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Like any any hip, Houston hip hop cover from like the late '90s to 2000s, I'm pretty sure he did it. You know what I mean? Whichever yeah. one you name, it's nine times out of ten he did it. And then Georgie picks up from there, from like the 2010s up to now with what he's doing and Dio's brand and all that. You know what I'm saying? So we just kind of just talked about um just what they do, man. You know what I mean? That career is and just the take on this uh, aspect and this aspect um, you know in regards to just being from the south man and representing the south dude this is so choppy it's I don't want this uh, it's so choppy uh, I think we I think we should reschedule man because I don't want to do an hour and then we miss all this goodness because um, like, okay. I'm not getting a good feed and I don't want I don't want to like waste a whole hour because uh, I know you're busy <laughs> but I want to. I would if we, if we could maybe get it where like you're plugged in or whatever. Uh, because it's like it's skipping a whole lot. It's skipping a whole lot. Um, let's do this. Let's try to let's try to reconnect later. Maybe we can get you on uh, when you got time again. Uh, because yeah, I I got so many questions because I I still want to talk to you about like the whole thing with Astro World, and I definitely don't want to have this you know choppy and and people not being able to understand that conversation because i think that's a one a long conversation and, and a conversation we need to have so would you mind if we rescheduled would that be would that be good with you we can maybe work on getting a it might be on my end too i don't know but uh i just want to make sure that yeah, it's that's cool when we do it we good okay so let's let's yeah, do cool. that cool. let's let's reconnect we'll get it figured out if it's my end or yours and uh maybe we can do this next week or the week after Okay, sounds good, man. Dope. Y'all, that is Donnie Houston. We're going to make this work because I have learned my lesson, okay? I have learned my lesson on this show. And rather than just plow through it, I want it to be good. I want people to hear this because as a performer, as a hip-hop artist, as a producer, as a DJ, one of the reasons I wanted him on this show was to be able to talk about Astroworld. And I don't want to... I don't want to uh, waste... His time, your time, my time with, with, with a choppy feed that we can't get. And I, and again, I don't know if it was mine or his, but we'll definitely get it worked out. I pr- I promise you that we'll get it worked out. So, dang it, because I love Donnie's great man. What I love about Donnie is like, uh, he's he puts a lot of thought into what he says in his his reactions. You know what I mean? He puts a lot of thought into it. You can just tell, like when he talks, and you think you think he's gonna answer one way, 
And then he surprises you with it. You're like, oh, oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to mess that up. So anyways, thank you to Donnie Houston for trying. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it worked out. I promise you. Uh, we'll make that happen and get him back. Thank you, Joe Pro. Said, Joe Pro says the right call. Uh, late as hell. Having IT issues at work. Barry, you subcontracting. What's your IT issue? I got you, fam. Now that we don't have Donnie, now that we had to, to, to scrap that interview, you got to love live, right? Got to love live. Um, now that we have to scrap that, what you got, Keith? I got you. What's your IT problem? I'll help you out. Um, oh, I just saw this. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Hmm. I don't want to turn this into a political show and I'm not going to on a Friday. I'll just say my piece and move on. Um, I think it was pretty obvious that his remorse was fake. His cries were fake. He was fake. He went looking for trouble and he got it. And uh, our justice system has fucked us up again. Now, I don't know all the details. I don't want to pretend like I do. Ooh. So Keith's IT problem. A guy at work had deleted a shared calendar off of Office 365, the calendar that is used by everyone. So I mean, I guess my first question is, do you have backups? It's always the first question. And I'm not a I mean, I use Office 365. Jen and I use it for who's fancy media. Uh, but you might restore from backup. Also, also, and I'm trying to remember how it works now. Yeah, see, we lost a lot of people because of the tech issues. Dang it. I will get those numbers back up. Come back, people. Come back. Uh, yeah, just restore it from backup. That's usually the best. Now, what you can do is uh, also, because, you know, if it's, depending on where and how he deleted it, it might be in a trash or recycle. Usually, though, on a calendar, you're probably just going to have to restore it. So. Yeah, I know it's not easy, but if you have the backup of it, you could uh, you could set up like an offsite or not an offsite, but you could set up a a test server and do the restore. Oh, look, should be able to recover from OneDrive. There you go. Uh, Paul said I followed it some. Seemed like the state attorney was a moron. You know who I want to get on this? In fact, I want to reach out to it. Maybe Charles Adams would be a good guest to talk about it. Um, so maybe I'll try to get Charles next week to come on and, uh, discuss the, the written house because I'm not a legal expert. I don't, and I, I would be doing you guys and everyone else a disservice if I came on and gave a bunch of opinions on something I'm super uneducated about. I saw highlights and, and I only know what I saw in the news and I'm not going to allow the news to tell me the facts of everything. All I know is from what I saw, the fake cry. The fact that you went down there with a gun, you were kind of asking for trouble. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what, what baffled me, the one thing I did see that baffled me about that case was that there was video of him setting down a fire extinguisher or shooting it or something. I don't know. That the, 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 the defense said, we don't want the jury seeing this video because... It will, uh, it could be damaging to the defense. Well, no shit. Like video doesn't lie. Now there might be five minutes before or after that we don't see, but 
I'm so, hey, that's 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 gonna get my client convicted if they see that. We don't want them seeing that. Well, yeah, no shit, you don't. Um, Paul said some of the defense was talking about because he didn't speak to the cops, he was guilty, and also the games caused it. What? Some of the defense was talking about because he didn't speak to the cops, he was guilty, and also the games caused it. Oh, like video games? Jesus. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but we're not going to get into that. We're not going to talk politics. Uh, we've had enough of that this week. Uh, so let's talk about something a little more fun here. Oh, I'm so mad about that the Donna Houston thing didn't work. Man, I was looking forward to that shit too. Um, let's see. What do I got? What do I got? What do I got? Uh, we did that. Okay. This is going to get a little weird. All right. But I want to talk about Carlos Bayergo. <clears throat> because so I asked Donnie like what do you do before a show do you have a do you have a uh, ritual like me I don't really pray I don't I don't really do uh, what I do is I get my phone ready um, I get me a coke I'm I'm superstitious you know what I mean like I'll wear certain clothes I'll have certain things on stage with me I always want to have a drink on stage with me, usually a crown of diet. Uh, so I'll, I'll do that, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't do a lot of pre-show ritual stuff. But this guy, this is Carlos Baerga. He had a pre-game ritual. Um... So the way this started, this was on Larry Brown Sports, and it says W fans Craig Carton and uh, Evan Roberts were talking on Monday about Carlos Correa's comments about Derek Jeter. Correa made his comments during an interview with former MLB player Carlos Baerga. Upon realizing that Correa was being interviewed by Baerga, Carton was compelled to tell a story about the former Cleveland Indians star. According to, it says, uh, Carton claims that he was uh, friendly with a former Indians pitcher named Charles Nagy, who once uh, showed him about Bayerga's odd ritual. Now, be prepared, folks. This is very adult. According to Carton, Nagy brought him into a certain part of the locker room before a game to show him something private, something Nagy told him the radio host would not be allowed to talk about. Carton claims he kept quiet about it, uh, what he witnessed until now, nearly 30 years later. Carton said he went towards the trainer's room at Nagy's urging and heard a sound. As I wa- as I walked towards the trainer's room, I heard this rhythmic banging sound. The host claimed that some players were following him as he approached the room. He says there was a metal circular swiveling stool in the room. Quote. Carlos Baerga is sitting on top of one of those stools and his baseball pants are down around his ankles. In his hand is what could very well be a baseball bat, but is much smaller and attached to his body. And he is slapping it against the doctor's stool rhythmically. What? 
So, of course, I stare at it a second or two longer than I should have, and I turn around, and half the Indians roster is behind me, all laughing hysterically. Bayerga keeps going, though. He doesn't stop. I go back to Nagy. What's that? He goes, pregame ritual. Nobody asks. Nobody wants to know. Carton claims he doesn't believe he was being pranked because Bayerga kept on going and didn't stop or laugh. Story's never been shared or told by anyone, so it's up to you whether you believe Carton. At a minimum, he's a very good storyteller. Carlos Baerga was the shit back in the day. Carlos Baerga was was a very good player. Lifetime 292 hitter. Uh, could swing a good bat and apparently could swing a good F. Wow. <laughs> Carlos beating one out. Not to first either. Well done, Flip. Well done indeed. Oh, thanks, Terrence. Terrence said, Barry, your beard looks nice. Good look on you. Thank you, buddy. Shelby says, I agree. Oh, you guys are sweet. I hate it. I hate it so much. I wish it was more full and luscious. I don't mind the gray as much, although I want to color it. But the only reason I want to color it is so like this, these little patches of blonde, it'll darken them up and make it look thicker and fuller than it is. But I don't mind the gray. It's, it's my stripes. I've earned them. Uh, 17 years ago today, malice in the palace. No shit. I remember that. That shit was wild. That was the wrong dude got beat up. If you haven't seen the documentary on it, you need to go watch it. It's really, really good. Like really, really good. Uh, what else we got? We got Carlos Baerga thumping his dong on a stool. Been wanting to get to that all week. Gray means wisdom. So did you paint your beard, Barry? <laughs> Boo this man! Shut your ass up, Tony. Shut your ass up. Gray doesn't always mean wisdom. It just means old, tired, beat down. And Carter said the Mets in the 80s had some interesting pregame stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that would be. I'm not sure, actually. Uh, let's see. Gray just means you're not dead yet, Tony. All right. That's that's pretty factual, actually. It's not far off. Let's see here. I'm really just kind of shook that it didn't go the way I wanted it to uh, with Donnie. I was really looking forward to getting into the, the whole discussion. So we did the security guard. Oh, here we go. I know. This is what I wanted to do. Do some more non-sports stuff here. I, I meant to get to this yesterday. I teased it for you guys. Well, we talked about the fact that uh, someone has created a website. That will, uh, oh, why isn't my little facey face on there? Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, there we go. Zoom out. So someone created a website uh, that will, I took the, I just got the wrong website. That'll determine how many seconds it takes for Elon Musk to earn your net worth. And I wanted to look at this because I want to, now, now this isn't like, your salary it's your net worth okay not so not your not your salary 
but your actual net worth. Somebody said, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to mentally process the rhythmically slapping your Slim Jim against a chair. I know. I know, Shelby. I know. I'm still trying to process the fact that he has enough to slap it against the chair. Okay? Just me being honest here. Be like, hey, um, could I just maybe, you know, I don't know, like bump into it or something? It's pretty impressive, Mr. Bayerga. Uh, So here we go. We're going to convert dollars here. How much does Elon Musk earn each second? TV presenter, Lewis Hamilton, F1 driver. What is this? Automate. What is I don't know how this works. This is how much he's earning right now? This is super confusing. Explore below to see how much Elon income compared to other automotive and business heavyweights. So he's making the right now. This is what he's making per second. Wow. Is that true? I heard if he drops a hundred dollar bill, it's not worth his time to pick it up. I could see that. Like literally you see this scrolling, right? That's how much he's making right now. So if you make $40,000, by the time I turn this on, Elon Musk made your salary for the year. Let's reboot. Here we go. We're on it again. Uh, let's see. Let's convert that to dollars. Oh, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. Hey, you dumbass. I almost want to time it. Let's time it and see. Let's see. Let's see. What is he making? Where's my timer at? Where's my clock? There we go. All right, so let's get the stopwatch out. Let's hit reset. And I'm going to go. Refresh. Go. All right, so we're going to find out how much he makes in a minute. So we are, when I say 10 seconds in, 10 seconds. He makes $3,900 every 10 seconds, almost $4,000 every 10 seconds. That's crazy. What's up, Sandoval? So this is how much he makes. Um, And then you can see that there's some other people on the list, like Lewis Hamilton is making, this is how much he's making per, uh, as we go, Jeremy Clarkson, I don't know who that is. Supercar Blondie, no idea. Oh, she's a car influencer. Good Lord, is that a thing? Over in business, they show you what Donald Trump's making per second and Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, and Whitney Wolf Heard, Bumble founder and CEO. Boy, she's making it, killing. <laughs> Wallace, <laughs> Wallace said, this is depressing to look at while she sits at my desk. Here we go, folks. We're coming up on it. 57, 58, 59. $23,000 a minute. That dude makes $23,000 a minute. What? Oh my God, that's a lot of money. I don't even know like if you calculated that per second. What does that equal? You just got to divide it at 23000 Did I say 23000 Yeah, 23000 divided by 60 he makes $383.33 per second. That dude is almost making $400 every second of the day is Elon Musk. I wonder, I want to see what it is compared to Jeff Bezos. Do you think Jeff Bezos would be more or less? I feel like Jeff Bezos would be more. I'd like to see what that looks like. 
Since you landed on this page one minute, 59 seconds ago, the business figures have collected, collectively earned $55,000. It's crazy. And most of that is Elon Musk. How, by the way? I feel like, because Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, right? Is it Bezos or is it it Elon Musk? Who is the richest person in the world? Yeah, it's Jeff Bezos. Must be nice to be born rich, right? I hate my parents for being poor. Stupid ass. I'm going to text my mom right now. How come you couldn't have married somebody rich? How come you couldn't be rich? You know what? Be better, mom. Be better. God. I think Elon recently passed Bezos. Uh, Elon Musk is now three times richer than Warren Buffett. Holy shit. (laughs) Tony said I measure wealth in the friends I have in my life. I'm poor. Uh, true, but at some point is ha- you had to work to get it. And that's true. Someone had to. Somebody had to build the wealth. You're not just born. I mean, you you can be born into it, but somewhere along the way, somebody had to create that generational wealth. That's a good point, Justin. Get out of here with your stupid ass good talks. No one wants to hear your your standard talk. So we know that Jeff Bezos makes four hundred dollars a second. So I guess Justin's theory of if he dropped a $100 bill, it's not worth his time to stop and pick it up. <sighs> wow. That's pretty unbelievable. Pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. What else? Kind of was like, well, I don't have to prep for two hours because Donnie's here. Uh, that someone was all the workers at his dad's mines. Probably. Probably. A list of used passwords. Oh, this should be good. This is a good one. Let's see here. I want to see how many of you guys have these passwords on your list. Zoom out. So Bro Bible found this, and it is the 200 worst passwords of 2021 have been revealed, and it's no wonder so many people get hacked. Do your passwords fall on this list? I need to get rid of my bookmark here. You guys are creepy. Yeah, Joe Press, I can't get my head around that kind of money. I, I just, it's almost fictional, right? It almost feels like, eh. So here we go. Nick would be proud. The top 25 most used passwords for 2021 are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1 through 9, 1 through 5, QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. That's a crush keyword. Password, 1 through 8, all ones. One, two, three, one, two, three, one through 10, basically, or zero, one through seven, QWERTY, one, two, three, like, okay, what is this? One Q, two W, three E, one Q, two W, three E, oh, <laughs> getting tricky with it. Wow, really? 14 is AA and then one through eight? Somebody just put a bunch of sixes. This is, I love you. Wow. You guys are dumb. You guys are so dumb. And let me tell you what. Um, it says other fun facts about passwords. A stunning number of people love using their own name as a password. Uh, Ferrari and Porsche are the most popular car brands when it comes to bad passwords. This year, Dolphin ranked number one among animal-related passwords. In many countries. 
In the U.S., more women use I love you than men. Yeah, no shit. Liverpool is the most popular sports team in the world to be used as a password. Hockey is Canada's top sports-related password. Interesting. Uh, Perry said, I don't see mine. I remember when Nick did that when I was doing the usual suspects and uh, I got his iPhone. I was like, I bet I can guess your password. One, two, three, four, five, and it six, and it unlocked it. I was like, Nick, bro, you got to change your password, man. Joe, bro, that was such a great bit on uh, Spaceballs. Only a moron would use that as his password. Hey, that's the same combination on my luggage. Such a great joke. Great movie, too. Great movie. Um, so, yeah. One thing about your password. And now this is from the former IT guy in the room. No, we're not talking soccer, Sean. Stop it. Just don't use your kids' names. Don't use your pet names. Don't use your spouse's name. And for the love of God, don't write it on a sticky note and put it on your keyboard or on your monitor. That's the That defeats the whole purpose of having a password. <laughs> My manager said the other day I helped a guy uh, whose password was 69 big, fat, wet, juicy pussy. That's the other thing. Make sure whatever your password is, if you have a job job, like if you don't do what I do, you don't have to worry about it. But if you have a job job, maybe you have a password that you can give to people. My wife's password, I won't tell you what it was, but she had to give it out like the IT guy came over and she was kind of embarrassed. It wasn't bad. It was just like childish in a way, I guess. I don't want to say it, but I was like, babe, yeah, you know they're going to come by and ask for your password. Don't be having some weird shit on there. No, Oliver Spencer 1 is not my password. It's never been my password. It shan't be a password. Keith's password is password 1. The password is 69 Big Fat Juicy Kitty Cat. Do better. Uh, we used to do this thing. So, like, I don't know if you guys do this at your jobs, but they make, especially as, as an IT worker, we used to have to uh, lock our keyboard or lock our computer. Anytime you got up to walk away, you had to lock your computer. It was just a, a must. Just control, delete, and it locks it. <laughs> uh-huh. See, Jen will tell you, I hate Barry's passwords. Yeah. Yeah. Put some complicated shit out there. Um, but we used to have to lock, we were supposed to lock our keyboards before you left your cube or your laptop or your computer or whatever. And if you didn't, you would get in trouble if somebody reported you because we were it administrators. Like we had access to the entire network. Someone could do some awful shit to the company. If you left your computer locked. So it was just a mandatory thing for it people. But what we would do is if you left your computer unlocked and we saw it, like if I walked by my buddy Marcus's cube and his computer was unlocked, oh, it was fucking on. Start firing off emails to people. We would, I would go to my manager and be like, hey, Marcus left his computer unlocked and he ran down to the server room. I'm going to email you from his computer and tell you I quit and that I think you're a fat piece of shit and that you can go fuck yourself. And Alan would be like, okay, okay, cool. 
And so I'd go in and I would send him an email. I'd be like, Alan, you're a fat piece of shit. You can go fuck yourself. I quit. And I'd send it. And then Alan would reply and be like, um, we just need to take this to HR and send it back. So then when Marcus came back from the server room and sat down and checked his email, he was like, what the fuck? Because then I locked it. So he thought he had locked it. So then he was like, oh, motherfucker. He knew. He knew. But for that split second, he panicked. He panicked. We would do shit like that. It was fun. Um, Barry's password should be tech savvy number one. Then he would be lying. <laughs> um, Total Dallas said, get him last pass password manager. Yes. Yes. Shelby. She said my baby boomer, my boomer dad makes his password so ridiculously complicated and then he forgets and calls me for help. Yes. So I use LastPass. And I, I do want to recommend that application. Um, this is So it's, it's called LastPass. And you can set it up so that you have to scan your fingerprint. And then what it'll have in there when you get into it is it'll have a list of you can just start recording passwords. And you can keep a different one for every account you have. And then you never forget it. Now, you just have to remember to update it when you change your password. But I use it. I live by this thing. I probably have, I don't know, what, does it give me a number? I, I bet you I have 150 passwords in here. I mean, I have everything. Every website, every bank account, credit card, you name it. My Wi-Fi password's on there. So, yeah, it, it works really well. Highly recommend it. And I have the free version, I think. So. Uh, my passwords are retired porn stars. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. Uh, White Magic said, now I have A and X accounts that have a mandatory 30 character password that changes every 48 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, my compact coworkers got into my account and made my computer loudly say, hey, everybody, I'm watching porn. Oh, yeah, we used to do that, too. One time, like, we would mess with, like, we had one guy who fell asleep at his desk, and I took pictures of it and blackmailed him for a year. I was like, I'm going to send this if you don't go buy me lunch. He's like, you're a fucking dick, man. He was like slumped over, passed out, had pictures of him. Uh, but what we, we used to prank each other, especially if we would go on vacation or if you were gone for a couple of days at work. We had a good, I mean, we would prank the shit out of each other. One time, um... We moved a guy's office to another floor. He was gone on vacation for a week. <laughs> and I think it was Andre or was it a shoe? I don't remember. But we were like, let's just move him. So we found an empty cube, uh, like a floor or two up or down. I don't remember which. And we just went and got some carts and literally just packed up all of his shit and moved it to an empty cube two floors up. Didn't tell him. He had to find it. No one told him where. I mean, he literally had to start going floor by floor, walking around to find his shit. And we set it up. Like, it was like the computer was set up. Like, it was set up in a new cube. I oh, was pissed because nobody helped him move it back. We got in trouble because they were like, this is a major loss of productivity and a waste of time. Eh. Uh, one time we also... Took like we, you know, it was like a row of cubes 
And we just took a bookcase and put it in front of this dude's cube door. And like, <laughs> and when he came walking in, he walked, he was like, he just walked right past his cube because the bookcase was like one cube over or whatever on the wall in between the cubes. We just slid it down in front. And he was like, what the fuck? It took him like three seconds to realize, what the fuck? And then, of course, we didn't help him move it. He had to push that back on his own. Ah, the shenanigans and hijinks of computer nerds. So much fun. What just went off? What the? I just heard a beepity boop. What was that about? I don't know what that was. Huh. I think I, did I click something? I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's see. Do we have any more good? Oh, let's do some NFL preview stuff. Let's do that. Let's let's run through. By the way, my first two bets using the Laminator 5000 this week hit. So I'm in, I, I'm this is the most I've ever bet using the spreadsheet. I literally bet on every game. A little nerve wracking. A little, little nervous. But that's okay. But I had uh, I took I, I I liked the the Patriots so much last night. I took the standard seven at uh, I think it was a minus one ten. I guess I can put my bookmark bar back. Um, but but show bookmark bar. I went ahead and bought them at minus eight and a half as well, and that hit. <clears throat> so there you go. Did you go to Dan's Fidel? Yeah, good question. Good question. Speaking of dance, good job, Shelby. Hey, I want to tell you guys about Dan Seafood and Wings. If you have not been to Dan Seafood and Wings yet, do me a solid. Go to Dan's. Eat at Dan's if you like seafood. We've started kind of established on this show now that the wings are definitely worth it as well. So if you like wings, if you like seafood, get on over to Dan's Seafood and Wings. There's two locations for you. One on the southwest side on South Gessner. One on the northeast side on Uvalde Road. Both of them uh, have the same menu, so whatever it is you get at one that you want, you can get at the other. The The menu uh, is online, eatatdans.com. That's the website. You can also look at the food, and I'm telling you right now, don't do it when you're hungry. It will drive you insane, but it's like food porn on their Instagram, at eatatdans. The food is amazing. The food is delicious. You're going to love it. Boiled spicy shrimp, grilled platters, the lo mein. Everybody kind of has their own favorite. When it comes to Dan's. Mine personally, I like the shrimp po' boy. I like the bold spicy shrimp. Uh, my wife, Nora, will only eat the bold spicy shrimp. She doesn't get anything else from Dan's. And she doesn't get shrimp from anywhere else. It's Dan's or we're not eating seafood. That's just where we're at in this household now. Uh, but she loves it. I think you'll like it too. You should check it out. But what I love too about Dan's is the, the menu. The, the menu is very diverse. I was talking to my barber, J-Ro, and he was like, bro, they got everything. They got like fried rice and lo mein, and then you got wings, and then you got shrimp and shrimp po' boys and grilled catfish. He was like, it's it's really good. I was like, yeah, you're going to love it. If you're a seafood fan, you got to check it out. Go to eatatdans.com. That's the website. You can find the locations and the menu and everything else. And uh, do me a solid. When you go, take some pictures. Tag me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I'd like to share those with the folks over at Dan's uh, so that they know that the deckheads are supporting them 100%. Whatever you do, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. Hey, shout out to Josh, a.k.a. 713 Hooligan. He said, happy Friday, folks. Just seeing your face calms me, Barry. Oh, I love you too, buddy. You're the best. 713 Hooligan dropping by. Thanks for being here, man. Much appreciated. It's good to see you. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for your generosity and your super chat. And thanks for popping in. 
We miss you around here. We miss you on the Discord. But I get it. You got a life to live, buddy. But I hope you're doing well. I do. I uh, I always enjoy when you guys pop by. You know another one that does like Josh uh, rocking with me, and I love him to death, and he'll pop in and say hello. Manny's the same way. Manny's not around much anymore, but when Manny pops in, brings a smile to my face, makes me happy, just like when 713 Hooligan drops by. Just great people. That's what that's what that's what the hooligan is. Just good people. So appreciate you being here, buddy. Uh, all right, let's do some NFL preview. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these games that we've got going on here. Uh, mm. All right, zoom out. Here we go. Uh, so, oh, gotta hide the bookmark bar again now. Cause you guys, let's pull up the schedule here. Nah, get off there. There we go. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. The games this week, not really a lot of interesting games. Uh, and I'll pull up my week 11 stuff here and kind of see what we're processing. But not a ton of interesting games on the docket. Uh, let me zoom in for you guys. I think that'll make it easier to see here. There we go. Uh, we saw last night New England absolutely rout the Falcons 25 to nothing. Atlanta doesn't even put up a fight. Mac Jones doesn't look great. 207 passing yards. I mean, all in all, I, I didn't get, I mean, the game was on behind me while I was performing. Uh, but Mac Jones, a game manager at best, but he's getting the job done. And that that New England defense is is what's going to carry this team to and through the playoffs. Mac Jones, as long as he doesn't hurt you, I mean, he had the one interception, he had the one touchdown. Rookies give, rookies, you know, the, the rookie giveth, the rookie taketh away. Uh, but if they can get 100-plus yards rushing out of the, out of that core and not turn the ball over and get that kind of defensive effort on a week-in and week-out basis, and that's a pretty good Falcons uh, offense at the time. Falcons were, um, let's see, what were they scoring? Let me unhide these columns here. Falcons scoring 20 a game. All right, so not great. Could be better. Bad defensively. Um, but but certainly should have done better than getting blanked. Certainly should have done better than getting blanked. But um, the spread was seven. So what I ended up doing is, let me see here. Move this. I ended up going, I took the seven, made my little dollar, because I do single unit bets just, just for the sake of doing it. Uh, but I had a single unit on the New England game at minus seven, which is what the spread was at minus one hundred five on the money line. So a bet a dollar to win ninety five cents. But I really like New England in this. So these are like the extra bets on top of the generic laminator five thousands. So I went ahead and bought New England at eight and a half. Well, I didn't buy them, but they give you those options when you when you wager. So I was able to get them at minus eight and a half. That's how strongly I felt about them winning. So both of those hit. Just just so we're clear. Also got Dallas at two and a half and minus three and a half. Uh, so given three and a half points to the Chiefs this week. I feel very strongly about this Cowboys team going into Kansas City and doing work. Also like Detroit and the 10 and then this Green Bay, Minnesota game at the under. I saw Lewis Riddick, I think, predicted that the Vikings were going to upset uh Upset the 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 Packers this week. That'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know if, if if I believe that, but I certainly do like the under in that regard. Uh, so here you go. Here's the rest of the slate. Buffalo Indy. And let's see here. What do we got? Let's go to my week 11. Buffalo Indy. I think 
I mean, with the spread, Indy should cover. But Buffalo should win this game by a touchdown. I, I, I'm losing faith in the Bills in a lot of ways. They're not showing well. What Westling said that last night, but we know Westling is crazy. Oh, that the Vikings beat the Packers? Yeah, Westling is crazy. He will pick some. I mean, it is a home game. But I'm losing faith in a lot of these teams, and 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 it that's the crazy thing about the NFL, right? Is you see teams like Buffalo and uh, you know, well, Miami, I guess, doesn't count because they shit the bed early and often. But Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Seattle. These are teams that you expected to do well, show well. The Chargers, the, even the Raiders to a certain degree, kind of floundering and, and, and not really having an identity or, or, or able to keep it together on a week-in and week-out basis. And then you've got the stalwarts, the, the Arizonas and the Green Bays of the world, where Buffalo should be, I feel like. Um, but yeah, not a, not a ton of interesting matchups. Baltimore-Chicago, this Detroit-Cleveland game could be awful. Uh, I like the Lions and the points there. Tennessee Houston is probably going to be a route and a blowout. And let's talk real quick about that because the Titans, or excuse me, the Texans have decided that they're going to convert Jeff Driscoll, third string quarterback, to tight end. Now, look, everybody's trying to find a Taysom Hill. This is a copycat league. And Lord knows we know the Texans love to copycat. So let's take a quarterback. Let's do some things. He's kind of fast. Let's just try something different. And we know that the Texans like to copy specifically anything Patriots related. And and we know the old saying that it is a copycat league. And anything that anybody does... uh. Somebody else is going to try to do. But I think if Jeff Driscoll at tight end made sense, it would have made sense long before now. That's the problem I have. This seems very reactionary and desperate and foolish. All good, Nick. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, uh, um, you know, watching later is just as good, man. I appreciate you no matter when and how you watch, man. I want you to know that. But this Jeff Driscoll thing, it doesn't make sense for several reasons. It smacks of desperation. It smacks of, yeah, Incarnate said grasping at straws. That, that's, this, is, this is like, what can we do to spice things up to keep some interest with this team? This ain't it. No one gives a shit about Jeff Driscoll as a quarterback. Or a tight end. Like, this, 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 this doesn't make any sense to me. This isn't Ty Montgomery or Taysom Hill switching position. This is Jeff Driscoll. And they're all like, oh, he's, a, he's, the, he's got the speed and size that you want and this and that. Bro, what? And, 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 and look, folks, even if it does work, who gives a shit? Is this your long-term answer for the rebuild? Converting a, 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 a bad backup to tight end? You guys don't have anything else to focus on? It just seems so silly. 
And Nick Casario has to be in on this. He is the general manager. He's got to be in on this. What what are they doing? Like they they read off the the tight ends that they have, or they listed the tight ends that they have on this website. They're like, ah, oh, he stands more uh, a chance of playing as a tight end, and the Texans only have Pharaoh Brown, Jordan Aikens, Brevin Jordan, and Ant- Anthony Auclair. Uh, who? I, I, I just. You know, it's one thing to go through a rebuild. And in Houston, we have two teams going through a rebuild simultaneously. And that's okay. Because we, we all saw the results of the Astros rebuild. And you had faith in it. But when you have to watch the Rockets go through a rebuild and you have to watch the Texans go through a rebuild at the same time, you understand it's going to be a rough go of sports for a long time in this city. But as long as those teams are making smart decisions and smart moves during the rebuild, it's frustrating, it's boring, it's unwatchable, but you you feel good that slow progress is better than no progress. So while the Rockets are just awful, and unwatchable. Yeah, uh, they start Eric Gordon. Okay, like we're trying things, we're doing things, you know. Like may, Shigun, maybe we'll start soon, and that's a step forward. This is, I mean, they're doing the the draft was really good for the Rockets, so that part of the what they did was fantastic. As long as everything is looks like it's on the right path and makes sense, but when you see a team just desperately do some dumbass shit like this, you're just like. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's just it's ridiculous to me. This team is lost, man. Lost. This is just buffoonery and stupidity at, at its finest. God bless Texans fans. Yeah, I saw that tweet, Nick. Nick said, did you see that the last pro team to win a game was the Astros a month and a half ago? I think it was a half a month ago. Which... It's two weeks. So, when was the last time the Astros won? Uh, Maybe you're right, though. Was it a month and a half? Because at first it read as a half a month ago. I was like, okay, that's just a fancy way of saying two weeks. Let's see. When was the last time the Astros won? Let's go to their ESPN schedule. Oh, there's 2022 schedules already up. The last time they won World, where's the World Series at? Wow, they already took it all down. Uh, I'd have to go and find it. What was the World uh, World Series? Yeah, it was it ended on November second, so two weeks. Total Dallas says Houston sports fans, this too shall pass. Oh, God. Can't pass soon enough. But yeah, I think the November 2nd was the last World Series game, if I don't recall. So so somebody was trying to fancily say two weeks by saying a half a month. Okay. That's two that's two Texans games. We know they're bad. It's about six Rockets games. So a bit of hyperbole, but I get the point, and it's still sad. It's still sad because they should be winning more than none in two weeks. Point taken, though. And this is a good point. <laughs> Nick said it worked on me. Yeah. Uh, shall we say my aunt and uncle flew to Nashville for the game? I hope they end, don't end up disappointed. Oh, they will. 
Unless they're unless they're unless they're Titans fans, they're going to be disappointed. It's going to be it's going to go poorly. Um. So, all right. Listen, I got to go. Got to get ready for uh, TV time. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please make sure you do so. Thanks for hanging out with me. Fridays are always a weird day. I'm sorry that the Donnie Houston uh, interview uh, did not go well. We'll get that figured out. Technically, I'll have Donnie back because I want to talk to him about hip-hop in general, especially in the South. I want to talk to him about the Astroworld thing as a performer, as an artist, and everything else. I was heading down that path, but I just did not want to make you or him suffer through an interview that we wouldn't get the most out of. Not fair to him or you. All right. Thank you all for being here each and every day, each and every week. It means the world to me. Love doing this show. Love hanging out with you guys. Love you, Jess. Hey, Jess. Good to see you, sweetie. Incarnate, what am I forgetting? Incarnate said, ahem. Oh, sitting in the corner doing dope. I'll get you Monday. I promise. Ray, love you, buddy. Perry, thank you. Yeah, agree 100%. Hey, I'll see you guys Monday. Talk to you on the Discord. I might stream Call of Duty or Battlefield this weekend at some point just for fun. So if you haven't followed me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Barry is funny. Thank you, Joel. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Love you, boo-boo. Bye, Dimata. Thank you, Shelby. Uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. See you, Uriel, Justin. Thank you, guys. Wallace, love you, dude. Hey, until Monday, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. See you on Monday. Daddy's making a YouTube video.